0: Dealing with change is often difficult. On today's show, how planning for retirement has evolved over the past 20 years or so. We've got the top 10 changes in getting to that next phase of the life called retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Hughes.
1: Welcome to Your Retirement, everybody. I'm Chuck Caton, along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. With their of years of experience, uh, we're talking about the retirement uh, with you in mind, with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. And uh, it's good to have everybody in studio once again. Remember their phone number. Uh, for future reference uh, when you want to uh, take a look at your uh, retirement plans if you're in that red zone uh, 5 to 10 years before retirement and needs some help uh, it's 8662037486 that's 8662037486 and Sam I think that with the conditions that we have seen uh, today, uh, Wisconsin, of course, one of those states that I would assume has over an average of $5 a gallon uh, unleaded gasoline and inflation that's running away, Uh, this is uh, certainly not your father's retirement. You're on your own here. No more pensions in most cases. And so uh, it's not like it was, uh, say, 30 or 40, well, I shouldn't say 40 years ago, because there was inflation
0: like this 40 years ago, but
2: maybe 50 years ago. I was just going to say, similar.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a repeat. Yeah, we are. I mean, I'm here in Wisconsin right now. We are regular gas is, hasn't quite touched five bucks yet, but we're certainly mid grade and premium is barely under. I know when I fill up my pickup, but diesel is five dollars and thirty nine cents mm-hmm. a gallon or something like that. So yeah. Yes, thank you very much. Um, but you're right. This is this isn't your father's retirement. You know, it used to be that uh, you went to work for the same company, you worked for him for 40 years. When you were done, you got a gold watch and a pension. Um, those companies don't exist anymore. Uh, those plans don't exist anymore. Uh, and all of those things are gone. There are some people here in the Fox Valley yet that have frozen pensions. Those of you, that, a lot of you that work for the paper companies and things like that, and pensions are still in the uh, you know, still in the the service sector. Or the, firefighters and teachers uh, teachers
2: police, and officer.
0: police officers folks like that still have state pensions but yeah per- certainly in the private sector those things are gone yeah so the truth of retirement today is you're responsible you are going to fund the majority of your retirement, so you've got to look at it in that sense.
1: Absolutely, and Andy, obviously, there's a double-edged sword here. You want to live as long as you can, but you probably will live longer than your parents, and that means more preparation and more money needed to pay yourself.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the average life expectancy for a 65-year-old is 19 years. Many will live beyond 25 to 30 years. I mean, that's a wonderful opportunity for us to enjoy retirement, it can also be challenging. And I think people feel that and that they have greater fear of running out of money than actually dying. So I think it takes um, some significant planning. And this is pre-retirement. So if you are pre-retirement age at this point in time, now is a fantastic time to start really taking a look at that, start Forming a plan, start talking to people that know and understand retirement specifically. Um, There is a difference between growth and accumulation focus and retirement focused, and there are some significant challenges likely coming our ways that we need to be prepared for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Luke, uh, that includes preparing for your health. And uh, we all know or should know as you're preparing for retirement, until you've uh, hit the age of 65, you're on your own with the required uh, health insurance and uh, needing to get to that. 65 mark but once you get there it's all about medicare and signing up but you also have to realize that it does not cover all uh, your health care costs
3: that's correct chuck yes um, you know medicare is a great thing it's going to cover most of your medical expenses but it doesn't cover everything there's some holes there's some gaps there um, that's why we brought on lake Uh, We've got Lake in the office, who's our Medicare specialist, um, to answer those questions because we know that you've got them. We know that you're concerned about them. And, um, you know, if you weren't aware, yes, Medicare will not cover everything. So you want to fill in those gaps with some other program.
1: And I'm sure Lake has an ocean full of uh, good advice, right? And not just a stream. Yes. Okay.
0: I don't even. Is that a metaphor? What's
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad attempt at humor. I think Sam. Oh, okay. All, right. Fair All right. So again, uh, when we talk about Medicare and the fact that you're going to have to cover yourself, uh, healthcare-wise, Sam, you're going to need to take care of yourself. That's a that's an understatement. You got a lot of time to sit down and have bonbons or. Uh, Uh, chips in front of the television set watching the wisconsin badgers uh, this fall but uh you need to do a little bit better than that in retirement because you've got a lot of life to live as we've said earlier and uh not much to do unless you decide to take a a part-time job on
0: yeah it's something that uh you know can absolutely happen we've seen it over the last couple of decades where sometimes we've seen folks retire and boy they just you know kind of Quit taking care of themselves, and certainly I think that diminishes your diminishes your life quality. It can diminish your you know your life quantity. Uh, but yeah, that's a it's a really good time I think to commit yourself to uh, that you're gonna take care of yourself, and uh, maybe you know pick up some of those goals that you had before. But stay active. That's the big thing. You know, keep your body active, uh, and and most of all, all of the studies today talk about keeping your mind active. Mm-hmm. Whether it's engaging in a new hobby or uh, reengaging a hobby, or reading or learning new things it's like they they say that that's one of the number one things that you can do to ward off uh dementia and uh and some of those types of things is to keep your brain busy so your body certainly but keep your brain busy stay engaged
1: yeah there's a lot of different phases handy to uh the retirement years you've got go-go years slow-go years no-go years and all that type of things so there's a lot of planning for the future as long as you can continue the go-go years going as soon as possible or as, uh, as long as possible
2: That's true. Absolutely. I mean, the first generally 10, 12, maybe 15 years are your most active years um, after retiring from your career. And that has a cost to it, obviously. And then there tends to be sort of this middle section where you slow down a bit, maybe not costing as much, but then you start this next phase, which can be quite expensive, which if you need long-term care or assistance in your home or anything like that, that can also be quite expensive. And planning is definitely suggested and needed for seven out of 10 people. So it's something that we really need to address.
1: Yeah, it really is so important. And we're talking about the, the, the 10 different things that we have to uh, do to plan for retirement. And uh, all of these are extremely important from a financial, fiscal standpoint, but also, Luke, uh, from a, uh, an emotional uh, standpoint, because there's more to retirement than money.
3: There is. I mean, you can have all the money in the world and still be lonely and bored, frustrated. Um, So your attitude has a lot to do with that. And, you know, you're coming into this new phase. We were talking before about life expectancy, living longer. If you've got 20, 25, 30 years, I mean, that's a great time to, you know, find find some new purpose for your life you know whether it's a new hobby or what have you you know what what is this next phase going to look like for you that goes beyond the money
1: yeah it's in- incredible that uh people don't think about that aspect of it uh, i mean maybe when they're dreaming sam five or ten years before retirement of what they're going to do they're going to take trips they're going to play a lot of golf they're going to uh visit the grandkids uh, more often if they're not in the area so don't uh, don't uh forget about those plans because time is of the essence you don't know how much time you're going to have so you've got to do that kind of a planning uh because uh, while you prepare uh it's still an unknown but you have to be ready for it so time is of the essence when you you want to partition uh, and departmentalize uh, your time in retirement
0: yeah you just you can't procrastinate on things like that and and you do have lots of time lots of uh lots of room uh, in your schedule at that point in time but yeah, don't procrastinate if you're gonna you know if you want to do it go do it you you, you really should we can tell way too many stories uh, over all three of our careers about clients we had I mean we just had just just in the last week here Mm -hmm. um, the passing of a younger client is accident and you just you never ever know
1: yeah I guess so Uh, you know that's sad to hear because uh, a lot of people who in fact uh, I've heard of cases, uh, people that I've known that have just hung them up uh, from their career, and six months later, they're gone, uh, either with a debilitating disease or, yep. or an accident, as you said. So, again, Andy, no time to have regrets here. you You got to enjoy retirement. Uh, when you make that decision, uh, you have to stick with it and uh, be positive about it.
2: Well, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, heck, we've all made mistakes in our lives, but there's no point in dwelling on that. I live live life to the fullest that you can live and um, embrace it, move on, go forward and have fun.
1: Well, that's easy uh, enough to uh, philosophize on. It's sometimes hard for some people to do, but it uh, it is a very good philosophy. So, Luke, uh, when we are... Preparing for retirement, we also have to know that uh, the end may be near. We don't want to be morbid about this. I hope the end is near twenty-five or thirty years after you retire, and not six months. Uh, but you do need to prepare, and this is something that is a tough conversation sometimes to have with your loved ones about what, what some of your end of life decisions. You, you talk to your spouse about it, your significant other, and then if you if you got kids and grandkids that are involved, uh, you know it's uh, something that you need to do uh, because uh, as Jim Morrison says, nobody gets out of here alive.
3: That's right. And the sooner you can start to have that conversation, folks, about, you know, what you want to happen at the end of your life, and more importantly, having that documented in some way, um, so that when it finally comes down to the end, you know, it's in writing, it's legal, um, and it can execute your wishes. And the sooner you have that conversation, the easier it is for you, the sooner it is for a loved one, kids. Um, So make that a priority
1: yeah it's a key priority and sam again it just boils down to this
0: you are responsible for your own retirement you are responsible for it and you know it's it's all of these things are part and parcel but that's why you call it planning and that's you know that's what gets us that's why i say so often on this show and 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 this is not an indictment of the industry necessarily or, or or any other agents but unless you're dealing with someone like us that focuses like a laser on retirement these things are going to get missed if you're not focused on making sure that your estate planning is done making sure that your tax planning is done making sure that your tax strategies are in place making sure that you are in the right level of risk that's appropriate for you making sure that you have adequate income all of these things i mean that's just a that's the tip of the iceberg but unless you're working with advisors like myself and andy and luke that focus on retirement every day with their clients these things are going to get missed and we see it all the time Chuck it's the number one thing that we see with people when they come in for the retirement lifestyle review is not like things are grossly wrong but we will see this ever-building list of things that have simply been missed with what you're doing Just because you've had an advisor for the last 15 years does not mean that they are qualified or that they focus on retirement. It's an entirely different world. It's 180 degrees different than what you have been looking at during your working years. Give us a call. Come in and talk to us. Let's sit down and look at your unique situation. And let's put together the type of retirement plan that will get you from here all the way through your goals through what you want to do you'll have the type of retirement that you want the type of retirement that you deserve and you will do it in a comfortable fashion.
1: Absolutely. And Sam is inviting you in the Fox Valley, anywhere from Green Bay to Appleton, anywhere within the sound of our voices, uh, to give them a call for that no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement planning. If you're in that uh, retirement red zone area, about five to ten years away from retirement, you ought to be talking to Sam, Andy, or Luke uh, at Dual Financial Strategies. 866-203-7486 is the phone number. And again, give them a call right now, and when you sit down with Sam, Andy, or Luke, uh, you'll get the copy of uh, Purpose Determines Placement in its second printing. Uh, That is a uh, publication that Sam has put together for you to help educate you on your retirement. It's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486.
0: Need to take a break. Sam, what's coming up next? Well, we know that getting to retirement takes plenty of planning. And part of that plan must include expenses that are sometimes overlooked. When we come back, we'll outline some specific costs that can and should be avoided.
1: We are back here on your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in, along with Sam Dual, uh, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Obel. We're happy to have you with us each and every week here in the Fox Valley at 866 203 7486 because Dual Financial Strategies is at your service for retirement planning, and there's really uh, no getting around uh, paying some of the fees in your retirement plan. Fee five fo dumb. <laughs> in case you wanted to know. That's what I think of the fees. You're huh. just on fire today. Oh, I, I am. I'm really there. upset with all of it. You know, inflation <laughs> has done a lot of different things. It's extracted. I'm telling you what. Yeah, this, yeah, you know,
0: this $100 I, a pop to fill your gas tank is just not making you feel good.
1: Uh, about no, because... Uh, <laughs> I don't
2: think it's making anybody feel good. No, because
1: in about three or four days, I'm heading in your direction. I'm going to fall oh, short right, a little yeah. bit. I'm going to Chicago to visit okay. our youngest son, all then right. making a trek to Michigan for my wife's... anniversary of high school graduation. I won't tell you what year. But anyway, there's a lot of things that we talk about uh, in retirement with fees that it it bothers me. All all this inflation, and I know everybody's in the same boat, so what we try to do on this program is to help people uh, minimize taxes, uh, to uh, mitigate those taxes, and help out with a lot of retirement planning. So let's discover some of these things that should be avoided here. Fees is one of them. You've got to educate yourself, right, Sam? Because 401K and IRA uh entities um, instruments have early withdrawal penalties if you're not careful
0: and you don't know the rules oh yeah yeah there's all sorts of there's all sorts of things that'll that'll jump up and get you in uh, you know on the on the topic of fees chuck it's like there's fees everywhere it's like nothing is free as if as a consumer if you're going to a financial advisor and they're saying oh this is free or there's no charge for this that's Medic- hogwash
2: <laughs> medicare is a little classic yeah, for that too yeah
0: it, that's absolute hogwash it, there's a fee for everything whether you are directly paying it or not is the question okay so don't get into that whole thing it's like oh well this is free like Yeah, like you said, Andy, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but Medicare Advantage, it's free. No, it's not. It's not free. But there are fees that you can avoid. There are fees that are silly for you to pay them if you've done planning. Now, one of those is 401k and IRA early withdrawal penalties. I mean, if you withdraw money out of an IRA or 401k prior to age 59 and a half, or if you withdraw from a 401k, If you are no longer employed there prior to age 55, they're going to penalize you 10%. So you get a 10% pop on the early withdrawal. Then you're going to pay ordinary income taxes for the federal, and you're going to pay ordinary income taxes for state, plus the state of Wisconsin will also penalize you. What What is it, Luke? I think in Wisconsin, three and a third percent? Correct. Okay, so we got a 13 and a third percent penalty from the feds and the state for the early withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And then let's say that you are in a 22% tax bracket. Yep. So what is that, 22, 35 30. 30. and a third. 35 and a third percent is what you are going to just give away before you ever touch the money. So by all, all means and under no circumstances, unless it is just life or death, should you ever withdraw money early from one of those plans? Because the fees are just ridiculous.
1: Well, that's uh, one little difficulty that we have for those, as you say, uh, under 59 and a half in some cases and under 55 in other cases. But what about this one, Andy? The penalty for skipping required minimum distributions. And now we're talking about uh, septuagenarians who are, uh, under the new rules, required to take those uh, distributions. Under the old rules, it's 70 and a half for some of our grandfathered in listeners. But for new listeners that are going to be turning 72 in the next few years, they're They've got to make sure that they've got their ducks in order with uh, respect to uh, drawing out of some of their accounts. Otherwise, Uncle Sam's going to come knocking and penalizing you for that.
2: Yeah, you know, not only are you going to pay regular income tax on any withdrawals, but then if you, oh, oopsie daisy, forgot to take your required minimum distribution, which is based off of your December thirty first value the year prior, the IRS is going to come knocking, big time. Any guesses on how much that penalty is going to be? Try fifty percent. Five zero. Yep. Um, so and then they, you get to pay those taxes. and you get to pay the taxes about, on top, top of it. Yeah, I mean, you're
0: talking seventy five percent. They are in taxes here. So
2: So, so serious about getting their tax dollars out of this money, um, that they will penalize you 50%. So it is very important that you, um, do as much planning as you can for tax preparation as possible prior to getting to that point and see if there is a way that you can plan to pay less because unfortunately, um... You know, We made the deal with the devil a long time ago when we started saving in, in IRAs and 401ks because there really wasn't much choice, and that's the direction that everybody got pushed, and so that is unfortunate. But if you are pre-72 and you still have time to do some planning, I would highly recommend it.
1: All right, let's talk about that a little bit now. Say somebody's 65, 70 years old right now, and they're looking ahead, maybe closer to 70 because they uh, have the uh, next couple of years to try to do something about it. Uh, say you had grandkids and you want to uh, help fund their college education. Can you take some of that RMD money and send it right to the institution, and or all of that RMD money, and avoid taxes? Is that possible?
2: Whoa there are options to do with for or excuse me with rmds that allow you to not pay taxes um, many things that are 501c3s nonprofits you can pay directly from your um, funds that are qualified funds iras 401k's um, and not have to pay taxes on that so it's Again, planning, talking yeah. to people that specialize. The key is
0: you can't touch the money. You can't. It, has it cannot to
2: go come through to them. your mm-hmm. yeah. It can't come through your account, your hands, your whatever. It has to go direct
3: institution.
0: What's the name for that, Luke? What do they call Qualified
3: it? Qualified charitable donation. There Correct. you go.
2: There you go. So, what yes. What Luke said. Exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, you meant, in other words, I
0: can
1: make a qualified charitable donation to the University of Wisconsin if I have a granddaughter or grandson that wants to go there, right? As long you, as I send the check right to them, I guess. As, no, I no. Know.
0: actually, you don't send the check. No, the, no, I
1: mean, that. yeah, right. It has to come right from you. Right, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, the institution where
1: holding you Holding your, your money. IRA yes. would send the check. Right exactly. There you go. So, uh, we're talking about a little uh, things like fees and how to avoid them here on... Uh, our uh, show, uh, Your Retirement, with uh, the fine folks at the Dual Financial Strategies, and let's uh, now discuss uh, the Social Security dilemma, uh, Luke, and that is uh, how you can be penalized without even knowing it based on when you want to
3: take your Social Security, right? Right. I mean, most, most people know that at 62, you become eligible to take Social Security, uh, but your benefit is based off of whatever you're... F- full retirement age would be. So for today, uh, Today, that for most people, that's 66 years old or between 66 and 67 years old. And that's really when Social Security designed Social Security to be taken, was at that full retirement amount. But if you elect to take it earlier at that 62 mark, well, there's a penalty essentially for doing that because they're going to reduce your lifetime benefit down by 25%. So you're going to lock in that benefit for the rest of your life. So, you know, you may want to consider other things like, you know, how long do you think you're going to live? What are your goals with the money? Do you want a certain portion of your assets to go to a loved one? you know social security can't be passed on to a loved one um and you know what level of assets do you have to pull from um and those are all things we can talk about but you just want to be mindful before you lock in taking that social security right at 62 and realize that you are giving up something and there is kind of a penalty for doing that Uh, and you
1: touched on it earlier sam and andy did
3: about medicare uh People didn't realize there,
1: there would be uh, penalties for this if you don't do it the right way. In fact, if you uh, enroll late, so what do we mean by uh, enrolling late for Medicare?
0: Well, this is one of those questions that uh, that I, I wish that Lake was on the show with us today, that he could take this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to work my way through it, but he is uh, he's absolutely the one that focuses on this in the office. But it's it's absolutely important for you to sign up for Medicare when you're first eligible to do so. Now here's where it gets convoluted. That begins three months before your 66, or your 65th birthday or three months after or within eight months of leaving a job with group health coverage. So I know that that's a little bit confusing, but that's when you have to do it. If you sign up later than that, then Medicare Part B premiums, they will increase by 10% for every 12-month period that you delayed enrolling in Medicare after you became eligible for the benefit. The Medicare Part D penalty, that's the part for your uh, prescription drugs, that begins if you go just 63 days without prescription drug coverage after becoming eligible for Medicare, and it increases the longer you go without coverage. So, what I would say here is give us a call. If you have any questions regarding Medicare enrollment or regarding Medicare supplements, call us. It's vitally important that. When you are coming upon that 65th birthday, if you are four months out, four or five months out from your 65th birthday right now, call us. I want to get you in touch with Lake. I want you to talk to him, and he will get you set up on a timeline so that you do everything in a timely fashion. And then with the software programs that we have, we can run all of your analysis through, get you into the right Medicare supplement so that you're good to go on Medicare. And then after that, it's just merely a case of looking at it on an annual basis and making sure that you're still in a good place.
1: Absolutely. And this is what they do at Dual Financial Strategies each and every day, and including, in just a couple of seconds on this one, Sam, Uh, taking a look at your excessive expense ratio. Some of the uh, items in your portfolio have fees that you don't
0: know. Those are little termites that you may not realize. They do. And and an expense ratio, folks, is just simply the amount that is withdrawn or absorbed by your particular strategy or your particular investment prior to you seeing the returns on it. So, in other words, if something had a 1% internal expense ratio you don't see that in a bill you don't see it on an invoice you don't see it deducted from a statement but it is deducted from the return so let's say that like your mutual funds are a good example we see this all the time with mutual funds it's not uncommon at all for a mutual fund internal expense to be in excess of one and a half percent I think that they say the average is even higher than that but let's say that your mutual fund had a one and a half percent internal expense ratio well that means that if you saw a return of four percent it actually made five and a half because those fees are deducted prior to you receiving your gains so expense ratios are important I can tell you inside of our own model portfolios that our third party managers run for us there's a few of them that we shy away from using because Mm -hmm. we feel that their internal expense ratios are just a little bit too high so learn about internal expense ratios there's no such thing as no internal expense ratio mm-hmm. unless stocks don't have an internal expense ratio but if you're buying any sort of a of a of a formal fund an exchange traded fund or a mutual fund it's going to have an internal expense ratio but we want to try to keep those costs as low as possible
1: all right so again educate yourself on all of this by visiting with sam and your luke at dual financial strategies they'll put you in touch with lake about uh, uh, social security medicare uh, and all of, of the like at 866-203-7486 that's 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation. Pick up the phone right now and make that appointment so that you can educate yourself uh, about your impending retirement and how to maximize uh, the amount of money you'll have
0: uh, when you decide to hang them up. What's coming up next, Sam? Up next, and when we come back, we're going to cover some counterintuitive retirement strategies that work.
1: We're back on Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in with the uh, great uh, team at Dual Financial Strategies of Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. And it's always a pleasure to be with them here in the Fox Valley uh, because it's all about your retirement. 866-203-7486. That is the phone number uh, to get that retirement lifestyle review that they'll provide for you. No cost, no obligation. When you sit down and discuss things, uh, like the importance of a strong retirement plan this is what we want to talk about we're going to talk about myths legends and realities here Uh, with the three of them. Uh, Yet many people believe that the best strategy is to go with their gut. And uh, you know, sometimes that might work while picking the right steak to grill, if you can afford steak at whatever it is a pound right now. Uh, But not necessarily when it comes to planning for retirement. So uh, we've got some mapping out of some common myths that many people believe. I'll give you the myth here, uh, starting with Sam. Uh, The myth is that uh, there is a short-term safety. Is that a misconception? And what is the reality when it comes to uh uh, doing some things uh, in the market
0: yeah that's it's absolutely is and you know it's interesting uh luke and i got into this conversation this weekend with um actually a a regular listener of the show and i guess i don't even know like shirt tail relation we were at all three of us uh myself and andy and luke and my daughter michelle and our family was uh all at um what would be my son's stepdaughter's graduation party this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, and we got to talking to my daughter-in-law, Kim. We got to talking to uh, her stepfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, we were talking about the show and talking about these things because he's listened all of the time. But um, these things are on your mind, we know, as as consumers. But we also wanted to give a shout-out to him. We told him we would do that. So uh, Santa Dej. That's what he goes by. That's yeah. what he goes by. He oh, goes by, okay. He goes by Santa Dij. And if you ever met him, Chuck, you would understand why he goes by Santa. <laughs> so that is his that is his job do in he, retirement. Did
1: he, he ever play on Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street or not? Well, you know, he could. I okay. don't
0: I don't know that he has, but he certainly he certainly he's has aspiring to. Okay. He's aspiring to. All right, exactly I get it. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, these things get talked about all of the time. But one of the myths is short term safety. Um, you know, you're to be able to predict these things, but the, the reality is you can't. You can't. There's been numerous studies that have been conducted by economists, uh, by market researchers, and by investment companies that have repeatedly shown that it's often less risky to hold stocks or to hold these types of investments for longer periods of time. Um, You know, we're going through some nasty stuff right now, and some of you have been injured because you did not have the proper planning going forward uh, or in place when this all started. But... You also have to look at this through the lens of longer periods of time, and I have to tell you folks, a week, 30 days, is not, in fact, a longer period of time. I know Mm -hmm. it feels like a lifetime Mm -hmm. in today's conditions, but it's not.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like buying Packers season tickets and uh, only wanting to go to two games and saying I quit they lost their first two home games so I'm just going to turn those tickets in
0: well you probably uh, you know, could find somebody that would take them there, off your that's hand. right yeah, that's so true. you
1: wouldn't uh, you wouldn't do something like that you'd hold it for the se- and, and if you are a longtime season ticket holder you certainly wouldn't quit on them if they had one bad season because you love the game so uh, that's that's the myth i mean you should uh, hold things longer because it'll eventually uh, as they say, this too will pass. All right, Andy, what about the paper loss? Everybody says, uh, you know, they're proud to tell you, you know, again, I don't even know if anybody ever tells you that they have a paper loss. Everybody gains in the stock market, right? Or, uh, that's a misconception. But I only had a paper loss, so it's not that bad. That's a myth.
2: You do. You hear that commonly that, oh, you know, I, I, I don't have it. Well, this is just sheer nonsense, especially in my opinion. You're losing money in a declining stock market regardless of whether you actually sell it or not. Now, your actual loss is the same regardless of what it is is not recognized as far as on a tax return. So just be conscientious that if you are taking a bath in the market and have, you probably have felt it numerous times, 2008 being one of those, and we've had a couple of bobbles in the market. We had COVID that happened. Um, so consequently, you may have felt that. And if you took a pretty substantial loss then you may want to investigate some options that you might have in order to not find yourself taking a giant loss like you perhaps have in the past
1: yeah i like the people that say uh the uh experts that you watch on cnbc or any or bloomberg or whatever and say hey well you know we were up 28 29 percent the last couple of years so we're just getting back down to whatever well don't tell that to somebody who already looked at their portfolio and saw that 28 percent gain after covid and now they're seeing it come back down to earth. They don't look at it that way, right? Uh, I mean, that's the, the bottom line. And, uh, no, again, it's emotion. Yeah. I mean, and, and, it's all emotion. Yeah, when you're losing, you're losing, whether it's paper or not. And so the reality is that is money lost. All right, uh, what about this one, Luke? Uh, here's the myth. Leave it to the pros. I don't want to have anything to do with my plan. I'm going to let you handle it. You, t- you know, Then I might call you or you call me uh, once or twice a year. I just don't want to know anything about my portfolio.
3: Yeah, I mean, having a portfolio manager can be a a wise decision, especially as you're in retirement. You know, maybe you don't want to handle the day-to-day looking at fundamentals, looking at the technicals to determine, you know, should I be in this stock or not be in this stock? So it's a great tool. But you also don't want to throw your hands up in the air and just say, well, there's nothing I have to do now. You want to be vigilant. You want to be aware at least of what's going on, have an understanding of it, so that you can ensure that you're being properly positioned along with your fiduciary advisor um, to making sure your plan is moving in the right direction for your retirement.
1: Yeah, I've never understood people who don't want to have anything to do uh, with uh, their portfolio or at least watch it a little bit. I know you can't do anything about it. You don't want to panic or pull the plug or do anything untoward, but uh, uh, to be uh, ignorant of it uh, doesn't seem to be a uh, prudent way to go. Here's another one, Sam. Uh, You've seen this one. You're a pro at what you do, but there's something, you add a few syllables after pro, and it's no good. And I'm talking procrastinate. Uh, So putting it off till tomorrow, uh, you know, and I've got kids that are in their 40s that better be thinking about retirement because there could be a whole new different thing going on with Social Security and all their things. Uh, So don't put off tomorrow what you could do today. Uh, But is that a myth?
0: Um, That is not. You know, that's one of those things that we we unfortunately are seeing a trend in um, you know when when we see people come in that are in their Typically the early fifties. We're seeing more and more people come in that are in their early fifties uh, that have not put away, you know, some reasonable amounts of money. Thinking, like you said, that oh well, I got twelve or fifteen years. Yeah. Um, you have no idea if you've got twelve or fifteen years. That you know what happens if you suffer a disability? What happens if uh, your company decides that uh, they don't need you quite as bad as you think they need you? Um, so that's you, happened recently. The, yeah. How much of that has happened recently? You need to be on a consistent, structured, and diligent schedule of putting away money uh, at a very minimum a very minimum you need to be putting into your uh, company's 401k plan up to their match I mean that's free money folks that's silly that's like leaving money on the table uh, that'd be like saying you know if you will put $100 into your own account I will put $10 into the account along with it and mm-hmm. you'd be silly not to put away the hundred bucks to get the free 10 so don't procrastinate on these things because I, I promise you you will be broke and you will not have enough money to live on. It's, it's, it's unfathomable to me that people would do that. But unfortunately, we are seeing, uh, I don't know if it's a complacent trend uh, or if it's just life gets in the way because life is expensive or if it's lifestyles or what. But we are seeing a trend in that with younger people where they have not uh, saved significant amounts of money like their parents have. And the second part of that, don't be thinking that mom and dad are necessarily going to leave it behind for you because little secret for you, if you're thinking this is going to be your parents' money you're going to get, Luke and Andy and I, we're mm-hmm. telling them to spend it mm-hmm. and not
3: to worry about you. So. And we're talking about that with them. You know, what's, what's your it? goal? What's your and goal? And the vast majority of them are saying, hey, this is mine. My kids are, you know, I've helped them with college or I've helped Absolutely. them get on their feet. Well, and- yeah, and the- you
0: don't have a right to your parents' money. Just <laughs> right. If you want to just say it really bluntly, you have zero right to the money that they've earned.
2: And yeah. in a lot of cases, because of end of life stuff being so expensive, oh, it can just suck do it right not do not plan on having money left over from your parents because long term care and the costs associated with the nursing home and et cetera, et cetera, health in general is costing more and more and closer to a dang fortune.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. All right, and Andy, we'll leave it with you here on this segment about myths being uh, close to reality. In fact, a very thin line between the two and. Obviously, we've talked about this before. Social Security solves all your problems, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, You know, we could easily say dream on. But Social Security, when Social Security was established, it was not meant to be the income that you live on in retirement. It was established when people had pensions. And that was their primary source of funding to get them through their food, clothing and shelter and their daily needs. Social Security was just to be a little bit extra. It was not to be 100 percent of everything. So it is really still only functions that way. And people are, you know, trying to figure out how to get more out of it. And I I grant, yes, you should. However, you know, it's just not meeting everybody's needs on a um, food, clothing and shelter basis. So it is important that you take the steps that you need to do in order to plan so that you have a successful retirement. This is not something that you're just going to buy some extra mutual funds and change you know, the car that you're driving. You really do have to plan. There is a lot of moving parts to retirement, Social Security being just one single little part of the puzzle.
1: Absolutely. And so, Sam, this is where you come in, you, Andy, and Luke, uh, with your strategies. And I think your company is uh, appropriately named Dual Financial Strategies.
0: Well, you know what Andy just said was, was very interesting and very, very uh, accurate. It's like it's a puzzle it's one piece of the puzzle and that's what retirement planning is that's why we say that so often we see you come in to visit with us and you've had the same person for ten or twelve or fifteen years and you like them and they're good people and we have no question that they're good people but they are not retirement planners they are just across the board kinda jack-of-all-trades and master-of-none financial planners and that does not cut it in today's retirement world you cannot be everything to everybody it doesn't work You have to be extraordinarily focused on just one thing, that being retirement, or you will miss puzzle pieces and you will not have a complete puzzle. And when you don't have a complete puzzle and you aren't able to see the full picture, you're not going to go through retirement as well as you should be able to. Absolutely
1: not. And that's why you should call the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. They are professionals that will give you that retirement lifestyle review. So if you're listening to us anywhere in the Fox Valley, give them a call right now to make that no-cost, no-obligation appointment to discuss your retirement at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 because they have over a score of years of experience uh, in the retirement field, and uh, they can help you with that retirement lifestyle review. Sam has penned a book uh, called Purpose Determines Placement, and that uh, applies to everybody that they come and visit, that come to visit them, because what is the purpose of what you want to do, and where are you placing your assets in retirement to prepare for it? That's all encompassed in their uh, retirement lifestyle review that they'll do for you. So give them a call. Make that appointment at 866 two three, seven, four, eight, six fast moving show, Sam. And I know, uh, you, Andy and Luke love the next segment
0: do indeed. And it is that time for more questions from listeners. And we've got those answers when we come back. This is your retirement.
1: Chuck Caton here in our final segment, uh, includes uh, a, a little talk about the I word. And again, Sam, earlier in the show, if you were listening, uh, said I was on fire about this. And uh, it is true. And I think most of you listeners are as well about inflation because... Uh, The latest inflation numbers indicate that uh, it's not going to go away anytime soon. In fact, Janet Yellen, the uh, United States' Secretary of Treasury, said she may have misjudged just what is happening with our economy, believe it or not. When I
0: said that inflation would be transitory, what I was not anticipating was a scenario in which we would end up contending with multiple variants of covid I was not envisioning um, impacts on food and energy prices we've seen from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So, um, as Chair Powell indicated himself, um, both of us probably could have used a better term than transitory.
1: In other words, they need your planning. They don't plan very well there apparently. So, uh Sam, where do you see inflation going and how long do you think it'll last and uh, what can we do about it?
0: Well, you know, I think the thing we the, the first thing that we should probably recognize and acknowledge is that Janet Yellen is a political hack. Janet Yellen has no more of an idea of what she's doing than one of our cats or dogs does. She is a political hack. Uh she's been entrenched in these roles for her entire adult life and Janet Yellen because of where she came from she's never spent a nanosecond in the real world that you and i and those of you that are working third shift at the mill and those of you that are running independent small businesses she doesn't have a clue as to what is going on or how this impacts you so where do we see it going yeah it's here and it's going to stay here and the reason why it's here is because of the current administration and the current administrative policies that we have it's because politicians who don't know and don't care and don't live in the real world have made really really stupid decisions but the problem with politicians is that they are experts at making really, really stupid decisions that impact you, unfortunately, and has zero effect on your life. I mean, when was the last time that Janet Yellen filled her own gas tank? Or when was the last time that Janet Yellen paid for her own gallon of gasoline? Mm-hmm. She doesn't even know how much gas is. She couldn't anymore tell you how much it costs to fill up a car with gasoline than Cooper, one of our rescue dogs laying here on the floor could step over and play one of my guitars. It's like she has she doesn't have a clue. Cooper's so, a,
1: yeah, that, Cooper's a dirty name in North Carolina. He's the
0: governor here. So anyway, but, okay, okay. Well, that's a nice Cooper's, dog. Okay. Our Cooper's wonderful. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so anyway, inflation, yeah, it's here, folks, and it isn't going away. There is no magic wand until we can flip some of this stuff upside down, until the supply chain starts rolling again. Uh, until we start having people live in reality instead of in this political uh, you know, wonderland that they're in, none of this is going to change. We've got multiple headwinds right now. We've got a lot going on, and they can blame Ukraine all they want to. They can blame Putin all they want to. Those are merely small puzzle pieces. The vast majority of the inflation that we have right now is self-induced. Look to Washington, D.C. That's where it's coming from. And it's not going away anytime soon. So you and I need to talk so that we can get the problem solved specifically for you. Because we
1: do live in your world. Absolutely. Or look in the basement in Delaware at a house in Delaware. Anyway, let's go to uh, Donald in New Franklin. Uh, Why is the recommended percentage of my portfolio devoted to stocks any different at the beginning of a career than at the uh, start of retirement? Because I don't understand why I should reduce my exposure to stocks when I retire, as I still have 30 years of investing
0: ahead of me. Boy, he's really looking ahead here. Well, he should be, and I'm glad that you are, Donald, because you probably do have 30 years of retirement ahead of you. The reason why that number shifts is very simple, risk and purpose of money as you recall we talk about my book on this show often it's called purpose for Ver- determines placement well we'd have to look at your money in those exact same eyes what is the purpose of the money when you are younger and in your career the purpose of the money is to grow we want that pot to get bigger because we need this base that we can work off of but when you go into retirement The number one concern for your money and the number one need for it is income. We now need it to generate you income so that we can replace that job because Social Security, even if you've got a pension, there's no way that those two are probably going to make up. If you're very fortunate, it would make up half, but you're going to have to really have a significant portion of your retirement is going to be funded by you. So we need to displace some of that risk. So it's not always appropriate for you to maintain the same type of allocations, and we need to look at income-producing assets. You can be in stocks. There's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly fine to be in stocks. But what is the purpose of those stocks? Is the purpose of that stock for its price to double so that you can sell it for a profit later on? Or is the purpose of it to chug along and pay you a nice two and a 3 4% dividend so that you can take a paycheck? So I want you to think about two things with your portfolio. First of all, what's the purpose of it? What's the the money's job? And number two, how to best position to get there? Because if you look at it in those regards, and, and when you come in, I want to make sure you get a copy of my book so that you can even get this submitted home to you even more. But that's the two reasons. Purpose determines placement. What's the job of the money? It's probably more important for you to have income-producing entities in a portfolio than it is to have growth-producing entities.
1: All right, let's go to Janine in Little Shoot, and this one's for you, Andy. Uh, Janine is 63. She just got an inheritance of about $200,000. She's got $15,000 in credit card debt and a $50,000 mortgage. So uh, I could become debt-free, she says, and still have about $135,000 left to invest, or I could invest all of it and just continue paying off my debts over the next few years. What would you suggest?
2: (sighs) Well, hi, Janine. Thanks for your question. Um, I'm I could sit on the fence on a couple different sides of this. Obviously, credit card debt is not helpful debt. Um, it's very it's looked at very differently than your mortgage debt, but. Kissing away $65,000, which could actually make you some money, is not something I'm also in favor of either. So I can make an argument that you pay off your credit card debt um, and maybe keep your mortgage, because honestly, if you've got the money in your left pocket and you're slowly doling it out to your right pocket, that's great. The banks really don't care, though. I mean, they'll take your money, sure, but it becomes harder to um, get money out of the banks if you need it, so I'm a little bit more in favor of you keeping the money in your pocket particularly on the mortgage side and, um, investing that and letting that work and grow for you. Now, which choice you make about where to invest it is definitely, um, in need of some conversation at this point in time, as far as what options that you have, um, what options are going to produce income for you. Um, but But what
0: interest rates are you
2: paying? Well, right, exactly. And so that's definitely something to take a look at and have a greater conversation about. But, um, I'm a little bit more in favor of you keeping the money in your pocket and letting it work for you and slowly doling that out to pay those companies off.
1: All righty, let's go to Matthew in Green Bay here. Luke, uh, my wife hasn't worked outside the home in years, so what's the best way for us to put some retirement money away uh, for her since she does not have a 401k or anything uh, remotely uh, like that?
3: Hi, Matthew. Thanks for writing in. Uh, This question hits close to home as my wife uh, stays at home. She has the the much tougher job of raising our girls and running the household and all sorts of other things. So, you know, she doesn't have eligible eligibility for a 401k either. Um, uh, An interesting rule that's available for married couples is as long as you, Matthew, have enough income to contribute for both you and your wife. Um, so I don't know your age, but if you're under 50, uh, the, in, uh, the amount that you can contribute to an IRA, for example, is $6,000 a piece. If you're over age 50, you can put in $7,000 a piece. So let's say you're over the age of 50 and your wife is over the age of 50. As long as you have $14,000 a year in income, you can contribute to an IRA for yourself. You can contribute to an IRA or a Roth IRA For your wife. So that's a fantastic resource for a non working spouse um, and even for yourself. So you might be contributing to your own 401k, receiving that free match. Above and beyond that, you can start your own. Roth IRA or traditional IRA, as well as your wife, um, and really start making these catch-up contributions to position yourself the best possible for uh, retirement.
1: All righty, and uh, quickly here, Sam, we have Thomas and Nina, who says he's retiring from the federal government next year, and his wife is retiring at the same time. Our savings are comprised, I should say, of a uh, thrift savings plan, a 403B, a 401K. They've also got some money outside the workplace, savings in a Roth retirement account, uh, other taxable investments, a company. Anyway, uh, who should I consult to to ensure that my drawdown strategy is optimized and so I can minimize my taxes?
0: Well, uh, congratulations, Thomas. And um, congratulations, too, on your observation of the way that your your various different investments are positioned. And... Uh, that you're focusing on taxes because we find that a lot of times that's the one key element that's missing is that people have this money uh... but they're not really thinking about the fact that that isn't all their money that everything that they have almost is going to be taxable so You take money out of the TSP, 403Bs, 401Ks, that's taxed at ordinary income levels. Um, If you have savings accounts uh, outside of that that are just like joint accounts, well, that's going to be a long-term capital gain. And of course, the Roth IRA uh, is the ultimate because it is going to be tax-free when you you withdraw it. But you do need to structure your buckets, if you will, so that we know what level of tax are you paying. I would say there's two people you need to consult. I mean, the first person you need to consult of course would be your tax preparer to find out what is your, both what we would call your marginal bracket. That is what tax bracket are you in quote unquote? What, what amount was the last dollar that you earned taxed at? So that would be like your 12%, your 22%, your 24%. But then the more important number is what is your effective tax bracket? Because It could be that, and in most cases it is, that you're in some sort of a marginal bracket, say you're in a 22% bracket, but your effective bracket after your deductions puts you back at, say, 15%. Do you understand where I'm going with this? So we need to find out that thing first. Marginal bracket, effective bracket. Then the other person you need to consult is who's doing your retirement planning for you. Because that is the primary goal that we're trying to get to at Dual Financial Strategies because we focus on these things like this and we focus very, very strongly on taxes. We are not CPAs. We are not tax preparers. We are not technically tax advisors. But we have a very, very deep understanding of how taxes work in retirement and we work hand-in-hand with people's tax preparers to make sure that you have the most optimal strategy in relation to your own particular tax bracket so that would be the two people to consult I'd love to talk to you about it because you're the type of person I can talk to and it's very very interesting conversation because you understand the implications that in many ways the taxes that you're going to pay in the future on this money that you have are of more danger to you than any stock market volatility will ever be
1: All right, and that's why you should always uh, give us a call. Uh, No cost, no obligation at uh, Dual Financial Strategies, and it is 866-203-7486 because it is your retirement, and you'll get that uh, complimentary retirement lifestyle review so you can talk about all of these things uh, with Sam, Andy, and Luke at 866-203-7486. Pick up the phone anywhere you're hearing us in the Fox Valley and uh, give them a call. uh, Make that appointment uh, for your
0: retirement planning. It's been a good show, Sam. Your final thoughts. It has. Final thought, Sanadij. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend, and everyone else, we'll be back next week.
3: Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor dual financial strategies does not provide legal or tax advice investment advisor representatives of dual financial strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered insurance and annuity products are sold through dual financial strategies